Wake up. Petey. 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 Wake up, man. We gotta do the show. Petey. It's time for Inside the Jackal's Head, man. Come on, wake up. Uh, what? What? You call the police on me, Jackal? Well, throw the intro. Language and subject okay, matter that you okay. may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthlings. This is Captain Smellsogood of the Starship Smelly Prize with my international co-host, Sayonai. And when we're not soaring through the cosmos looking for alien chicks, we're hanging out in the nuttiest head on and off the internet. That is the Jackal's Head. Are we ready to blast off? You are about to enter a new dimension in sound. Raise your hand up You are listening to uh, His Highness the Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. What the heck happened last night? Hang on to your hats because you're about to go on a heck of a ride through time, space, and the multiverse. How do I reach these kids? Atlanta, Georgia, Greensboro, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Chicago, Tampa, Florida, Miami, Dallas, Texas. I don't care where the city is. How do I reach these kids? And with all the high-tech gizmos these days? The biggest trick the Jackal ever pulled was to convince the world that he doesn't exist. I reach the kids. All right, everybody, welcome to Inside the Jackal's Head live right here on the PSN Radio Network. You're listening also on the SoFlo Radio Network. You might be listening over on TalkStream Live. Wherever you are, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere on Shoutcast. Because that's where we broadcast through. Shoutcast Radio, everybody. This is Inside the Jackal's Head. And with me tonight, I'm going to reveal, finally, my co-host for Skywatchers Radio on Tuesday, which will premiere. We're going to do a do-over. It's going to premiere on the Dark Matter Radio Network. In fact, the URL, if you want to check that out, is darkmatterradio.net. And it's... A great pleasure to announce who's going to be my co-host. I've known this gentleman for a long time, about a decade now. We used to work together in the private sector, I guess you could call it, or the commercial sector or whatever. And uh, we used to work together, and uh, we've been friends for a long time. He has uh, an amazing interest in ufology, just like I do. And he's going to be my guest for the first hour, and you're going to get to hear his interest. You know, what got him into this subject that made him want to do a, a radio show online. Of course, we had a debut yesterday, and I want to give a special shout-out and congratulations for putting out a great show. Future Theater debuted yesterday. Uh, Bill and Nancy Burns both did an excellent job, and I know everybody was really happy on that network. I'm really happy on this network, and I think there's going to be definitely a lot of good stuff that happens from this point forward. Uh, for both Dark Matter Radio and PSN Radio. Um, I guess we call ourselves sister stations, just like we are with SoFlow Radio. And uh, again, you are listening tonight only through SoFlow Radio and PSN Radio because this show is not carried on Dark Matter Radio, but Sky Watchers will be. And Sky Watchers will be at 11 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night. Please put that on your calendar, bookmark it, put it on your smartphone calendar, do whatever you got to do to make sure you hear 
that show because it's going to be just a great, great show. So without any further ado, I'm going to skip through a lot of the news stuff that I normally go through here. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the news right now, a lot of big news with deaths of celebrities and all kinds of stuff going on, but I want to skip all that tonight, and I want to make the first hour completely about the man who's going to be joining me on Skywatchers Radio. So I'm going to bring him on. His name is, are you ready for this, everybody? Are you ready to know? With a co-host is going to be with me on Skywatchers Radio. It's going to be none other than Mr. Alan Weiler. Hey, good evening. How are you today? How are you doing, my friend? It is a beautiful evening in the neighborhood. I don't believe in the day. You're a creature of the night just like I am, aren't you, Alan? Well, it's either that. I was either born in the wrong time zone or I'm nocturnal by nature. I'm still not sure which. The doctor is still not sure. You're locked in now as the main co-host for Skywatchers Radio. And tell the audience, what got you into ufology? What made you want to do this type of radio? Well, I've been a sci-fi junkie since my childhood, and UFOs have always fascinated me since I think personally... It, when I was eight, I saw something I could not explain in the rational sense or through anything I could identify at the school's encyclopedia as an aircraft that any of us would be familiar with. Was that like immediately you started researching it right off the bat? Or? Well, I was on, I was in, it was in the late 70s, so I was already watching Star Trek reruns. So right. my, my, my interest was already there, I guess. But, you know, seeing something I could not explain flying through the air. Uh, that'll do it to you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do it to you. You know, you know, mommy, daddy sort of kind of believe me. But, you know, in, in all honesty, they didn't for the first three days until two other neighbors said they saw the same thing. At which point they're looking at me dumbfounded. You know, I had a similar experience. I've had two sightings myself, uh, both as kids. As a kid, uh, the very first one, it was just me and a friend. We were playing outside the Zod in California. You know, not that far from where a lot of uh, conspiracy stuff happened, supposedly, out there. And I saw something in the sky that I cannot explain to this day. Uh, the way it acted, the way it just shot off into the into, into the night, uh, disappeared. Um, there's no explanation for it with anything that we have right now. That got me interested. But I was lucky. I had a, a, a second sighting with my father. And oh, wow. It, it really like it brought everything to a full circle because now he didn't think I was crazy anymore. He saw something too, and now he thinks we're both crazy. Have you gotten that from people where that you talk to about this stuff? Or do you think, man, this guy's just nuts? You know, nowadays, and actually, you know, even between from now, you know, ever since I can remember, there are enough people that believe at this point that. What's the saying? If one percent of one percent of one percent of one percent is true when it comes to UFOs, then, as you can see, it's all true. It's degree. all true. Exactly. Now, I mean, what kind of uh, radio shows have you listened to over the last few years have kind of got you uh, prepared mentally to do something like this? Have you been uh, an Art Bell fan? Uh, you know, what's well, the, the, the guys that get you or the people that get you into this kind of subject on radio? Uh, I've always listened and watched the paranormal stuff. You know, there's... I don't know. I think there's way too much of it already on TV at this point in time. Uh, every day of the week, there is another reality show of some paranormal something or other. Um, but then again, I enjoy watching it, just not in the time slots that they have them in. Uh, they always have it in the most awkward times when you want to watch the geeky shows. Right. Um, 
Let's see. I've listened to everything from Art Bell when he was on way back when uh, till when he would pop in on Coast to Coast every once in a while. Um, I've listened to I listen to I have an eclectic taste of what I listen to. And unfortunately or scarily, the older I get, the more talk I listen to. I don't know if that's a conspiracy or not, but you ever notice that the older you get, the more knowledge you crave instead of listening into the scary music? You know that happens to me every day, and it scares me because it just means I'm getting older. But you're absolutely right. It happens as you get older. You know, I think it's because your mind is evolving constantly. I think this is what it is. You know, you're, you evolve and you get smarter as you get older. So you, so you tell me I – wait a minute, hold on. So you're telling me that my mind wasn't evolving, evolving when I was in school because I was only listening to music? No, you just weren't evolved yet. You're starting to get evolved. Okay. Now you've evolved into the man you are, the – co-host you're going to be. I mean, how excited are you about being on this network, uh, Dark Matter Radio Network? Uh, it's owned by Keith Rowland, who is the webmaster of Art Bell for many years. Art Bell has godfathered this network. Uh, you know, he is going to be probably broadcasting here in a couple of years once he's out of his XM contract and all that stuff is over with. Um, you know, how exciting is that for for somebody who's listened to this man for so long? Okay. Uh, the short version is, is woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Hopefully that sounds rather convincing, but you got to understand tonight I'm actually, while I'm here, I just drove two hours from a major expo and event uh, that I was at in uh, St. Petersburg. So I'm a little bit fried to a crisp, which is why I'm, I'm not as enthusiastic as I normally am. What most muggles or normal people would do in a... Uh, five day week they work forty hours. I did that. I did about fifty four hours of trade show uh, events uh, over three days. So I'm sort of crispy critter right now. You know, I got to actually say something on air which I haven't mentioned before. I don't think uh, I want to thank you because you actually did something for me a few years ago, which uh, helped get us to where we are right now in a lot of ways. That could have been like the end of uh, of my attempt to do radio if it would have gone bad, uh, but. I had a gentleman on the show who I always wanted to interview, and the only reason he came on this show is because we had a phone call with you and him and myself, and you were very instrumental in getting him to be on the show. And I've always wanted to thank you that publicly because it was because of you that I was able to meet, know, and interview Travis Walton from Fire yes. in the Sky. So, I mean, oh, thank you so much for that, man. Hey, you're more than welcome. He's a Good, good man. Straight shooter, real salt of the earth kind of a yep. guy. I haven't personally spoke to him in ages because I've been traveling and my schedule is just uh, a little hectic, to say the least. Every weekend I'm in another city, so and sky watching on my drives in the middle of the night, obviously. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, brilliantly easy guy to talk to. You know, and I'm I'm glad I bumped you guys into each other, and I'm glad that it has evolved to where we are now, and I actually get to come along for the ride. No kidding. Now we we might have Travis back on pretty soon, and uh, you'll get to interview him yourself. Uh, how <laughs> weird would that be? Talk about a full circle, huh? It's a small world after all. <laughs> Sorry, no folks, kidding. if you're listening, my voice is you know I don't have a singing voice. Um, no, he definitely does not. No, no, uh, no. That, no. I, we'll, we'll agree on that one. See, this is something we're going to do probably uh, probably on the show. We're going to disagree a lot on Skywatchers. I just know it because you know just that makes for more fun radio, I think. But I'm pretty sure there's going to be topics where we agree on topics we don't agree on. But on this one, we agree 
Luckily, we're not in the yeah. same room. Sometimes Thank we're, God. we're talking to each other. Otherwise, I'd throttle you. <laughs> well, if you it, look, it, it, at least I have Petey over here that I could throttle for falling asleep. You know, earlier before the show came on. Okay. Damn, Petey. Oh. Well, if someone doesn't behave while I'm talking, I have my pet Tribble who will attack them. Nice. That's a good reference right there. Let's talk about sci-fi a little bit and uh, move on from ufology for now. All right. Uh, I want to I want to save that. Uh, for the show on Tuesday, but you know what? What is uh, your favorite, I guess, sci-fi uh, convention to go to, or your your favorite sci-fi event? I know you do a lot of conventions. You know, we've definitely uh, bumped into each other at conventions in the past. Uh, you know, what's your favorite kind of uh, convention? Sci-fi, comic booky, uh, you know, movie entertainment. Like, what do you enjoy the most? Every convention has its merits. Um, That's true. It really does. The anime conventions have the really beautiful eye candy. Yep. The Horror conventions show you the latest in special effects, sometimes far better than face-off. Um, the fantasy conventions has really, really fun weaponry, and women mm. who love that duct tape is considered legitimate clothing at those conventions. Um, comic book conventions, you get to meet those artists that are up and coming, as well as those that have been there forever. Um, that just have the skill to draw emotion or draw you into the page um, where you're, you can get so engrossed in what you're reading that everything else around you just fades away. Um, media conventions are always fun to go to where you get to see those actors and actresses that you've seen on screen in one fa- shape or another and you get to hang with them, you know, get an autograph if you want to, or maybe even a photo, or, or actually just sit in on a panel where they're retelling the days of glory or telling you about some of the fun bloopers that happened behind the set that you don't normally get to hear about. Who are some of like, the most fun people you've met, though, like, in some of these conventions? I would have to figure like Bill Shatner is probably like, hysterical. If, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Uh, uh, tell me after the show. Uh, the best way I could phrase this is, um, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas was actually, uh, derived from the convention world where we had what happens at con stays at con. You don't ever make it a spectator sport of what goes on and who you hang with. Because I'll tell you, um, I can't tell the stories because of, it's just common courtesy. What's heard and said and spoken about in the off-screen, off a hot mic, in a comfortable atmosphere, just hanging with friends. Some of these actors and actresses, if you heard what comes out of their mouth, you'd be, sh- <laughs> you'd be shocked. Not about the actors and actresses and their personalities, but some of the things, some of the stories they have to tell about themselves and other people. So I really don't want to get into who I think is the funniest or who's the bl- who's the best blaster, who um who did what to who, why, when, and how. At least at least until you get me drunk, we'll have you know we'll have I don't know we'll have the St. Patty's Day show where I'll be drunk off my ass, and that way I can't be held responsible for what I say. Uh, so in other words, we'll get a couple shots in you of moonshine when we're doing Skywatchers Radio, and we'll be able to get all the secrets out of you. Oh, hi, Gigi, father. Really, I don't. My, uh, name, my new name for the show is going to be Al, Alcoholic. 
and you're definitely going to be one of the best students in the class. Why, thank you. Yes. Uh, now, I, I heard earlier the uh, the pet treble there. You, you're definitely a Trekkie. Uh, what do you think of uh, all the stuff that's going on with J.J. Uh, Abrams jumping over to Star Wars? Um, is that crazy? I, I'm really concerned about seeing how many shiny lights I'll actually be able to count on the screen. Lens flare, anybody? Yes, lens flare. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm like, I'm expecting lightsabers with lens flares. I don't know. Um, it, you know, in all honesty, to tell you the truth, I was impressed with the reboots. I honestly okay. was. And my logic is this. The way the torch was passed from old to new and the the alternate timeline was very well written. Mm. And the emotional investment that everybody had in old Spock can now at some level, at least because we're not seeing him weekly, but right. when we do see him on the screen, we can try to relate. So in all honesty, I, I, I got to admit, um, I'm, I'm happy to some degree. I'm curious to see how the proven formula of the original trilogy... That's the 77 one, folks, right. not the 90s. The Holy um, Trilogy. The Holy Trilogy The Holy right. Trilogy of Star Wars. I'm curious to see, especially since there's filming in film and not digital, and more, from my understanding, more physical effects than CGI, I really, really am hoping that he'll be able to keep to the formula but give it his own flavor. Now it's a, it, you know it's funny because you said he was going to shoot this in uh, what was it thirty five millimeter right uh, right which is I guess the same uh, footage or the same film they used for the original trilogy right. uh, it's definitely going to give the same kind of look to the film but aren't you worried that it's going to detract or take away too much from what's already built for the last decade with the uh, with the prequels uh, I would like to see if there's a way that he can kind of merge the original and the prequels a little bit more and trying to give us a look to kind of bridges both a little bit. Are you talking look and feel, or are you talking storyline? Look and feel, and you really have to continue the storyline, I guess, forward from Jedi on, so it doesn't really matter the prequels that much. But look and feel, you know, like the, the actual designs. Because, look, the prequels were beautiful movies look-wise. Um, I don't know if I agree. I mean, I look at hmm. it now, and I'll, let me explain my logic on that. I, okay. look at, I look at the prequel trilogy now, and... I could see what's CGI and what's not and what's green screen. I could see the difference in the scenery behind what's what was actually a green screen and what wasn't. I can no- I noticed the details of the shading. So I honestly like the idea of going back to original film, you know, for something like this. I mean, seriously, go back and watch episode one, and you could tell where there's really a green screen back there and where there isn't. It, it, it's it's noticeable, just the shading difference in the colors of you know of the, everything from the palace to the energy chambers. Hmm, that's interesting. I have, you know, I, it's funny because I saw episode one about a month ago, and I really didn't notice that big of a difference. I, you know, it's I mean, it's not a, the greatest of films uh, in in the in the six, 
Uh, obviously, probably the worst of the six, to be honest. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's told pretty decently. I mean, the action's pretty good. The pod racing scene's good. Um, it does have it's his it, it does have issues, and the big one is of course Jar Jar Binks. You know, that's the biggest issue in the entire thing. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's still kind of an enjoyable movie. I, I, I look, I'm a fan of the prequels as well. Uh, not as big a fan, I think, as you know the originals, obviously, because you know, the originals just amazing. Uh, but again, you know, something that can bridge a, a little bit of the gap because you know we've also had a very successful run with Clone Wars on TV and stuff like that. So I would yeah, hate to see J- like all that go away, you know. Yeah, but J.J. wasn't involved with the Clone Wars. Right, but it's still for continuity sakes. I mean, one thing that I'm afraid of is they're going to do something crazy like have Han Solo go back in time and meet his younger self or some crazy, you know, stunt like that. And we're going to get an alternate reality version. Hold on. on. My response to that is is there so far, and, and if anybody out there can correct me, please do, there has been no reference ever in time travel in any of the expanded books in the expanded universe in Star Wars in right, general. Exactly. Exactly. So, on that note, I call Yahtzee. Well, it's JJ Abrams. Just about everything he does that involves time travel or alternate realities. Have you noticed that? Um uh, Fringe, Lost, you know, Star Trek. Yeah, but hold on, didn't he do alias as well? Okay, one thing. Dollhouse? Two things. We're uh-huh. turning the majority here. Okay, fine. You got a point. I see your point. <laughs> I see your point, but I'm not conceding it just yet. I mean, I, I, I don't want to see, like, Zac Efron playing Luke Skywalker. You know, I just don't want to see stuff like that, and that that worries me. That we might get yeah, something he, like that. he had plastic surgery to avoid child support. For uh, Mara Jade, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I, 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 I'm just yeah, I can't see that happening. I can't see Zac Efron. You know what I would love to have seen if Star Wars TV actually came about. I would have loved to have seen it in the Outer Limits style format, where every single episode stands on its own for a right. half hour or an hour, and it's just based in the Star Wars universe. And obviously, once in a while, some characters will pulp fiction into each other. Right, right, right. Actually, Lucas had an idea similar to that. Uh, that's in the can somewhere. They, they wrote like a bunch of scripts, and they never went anywhere. I know. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's unfortunate. It really is. Do you think now we're going to eventually see some on TV, though? I mean, now that Disney bought Lucasfilms? Oh, half of hail Lucasfilms, they, the evil yeah. mouse. Come to the dark side of the mouse. Which is a smelly dark side. Uh, and, but look, they're doing pretty good with uh, with Marvel. You know, I think that's uh, I think Lucasfilms, you know, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all that stuff is going to be the next Marvel for Disney. Um, I think the time frame for a lot of these things is so far off in the future for it to come to fruition. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So many things can change. You know, for all we know, someone could buy we someone could buy Disney. Um, they could figure out a way to bring Walt Disney's head back to life that's frozen in carbonite somewhere. Um, who knows? Who knows what can be? That is possible. <laughs> That's another rumor they were. That's another show altogether, right there. Walt Disney the, said the frozen head of Walt Disney. The frozen head of Walt Disney. <laughs> the frozen head in carbonite. You have to point out it's carbonite. Carbonite. That's hysterical. You know, well, Disney. It's it's amazing how big Disney is that they can actually just buy out Marvel, buy out 
Lucasfilms. And, uh, I mean, what can't they buy out? I'm surprised that they didn't make a pitch and just get, you know, DC also way before uh, Warner Brothers bought them out years ago. Well, I'm surprised they didn't go that route first. Yeah, but you got to understand, it wasn't a cash deal. It's all stock and trade. That's true. I mean, look at how the stock market is and how much smoke and mirrors there is. I'll bet you nobody paid anything for anything. Well, I don't know about that. Lucas got about four something billion for uh, Lucasfilms, and it's crazy because he's only like he only sold fifty percent of the company. So he got paid. So he got paid for what? Uh, three weeks of Disney being open. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Have you have well, you that, seen their prices? Oh man, it's, it's expensive. Now, well, now they're going to actually have more. Star Wars related rides and Indiana Jones rides and stuff. And there's another property there, the Indiana Jones series, which we might see again. Harrison Ford has been very adamant that he wants to do the uh, the next sequels before he gets too old, and he wants to uh, do it really in the next couple of years. Do you think that should be done after the last Indiana Jones movie and the nuke the fridge fiasco? Hmm. Well, you know what I'd like to have seen as the ending to the last Indiana Jones. Instead of it being a UFO, that's the traditional UFO circling up and flying out and then disappearing. I would have loved to have seen it be the Millennium Falcon. And that would have tied in Star Wars and Indiana Jones. That would have been epic, wouldn't it? The Crystal Skulls are the – not the Geonosians. What were the cloners? The cloners were Caminos. Caminos, right. Right. Yep. The Crystal Skulls were the Camino people, and they brought some of the genetic material of Django and whoever else they had and seeded Earth, and the the UFO that or the ship that was there was either the Millennium Falcon or one of theirs, and then you have the a long, long time ago to now. And they can even uh, do something like that they cloned... Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones and created Han Solo, and that's how Han Solo became Han Solo. See, but see, but there huh? you get see, but there you're getting into time travel. Yeah, but time travel and uh, cloning, which is well, cloning is right up Star Wars alley. I think it would have been a really good connection ending. I think you're stretching it at this point. Eh, well, you know, I stretch it all the time. Listen, now, uh, we're about to hit a commercial break here in uh, less than uh, 10 seconds. So uh, we'll be right back here on Inside the Jackal's Head. If you guys want to call in and ask Alan any questions about uh, Skywatchers Radio, you want to talk some nerdy stuff for the next uh, 40 minutes, we can do that. 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. You can look us up on Skype, PSN Radio, right on Skype. Uh, check us out on the uh, chat room also, psn-radio.com. And you can always follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Jackal's Head. Alan? Yep. We'll be right back. All right. Are you guys ready? We're going to break. Pete, are you ready? Pete, w- Pete, wake the hell up, Pete. All right, good. Planet of the Admin. 
Okay, here it is. Life Change Tea's Commitment to Excellence. Once again, Ronnie McMullen here, challenging you to a better lifestyle and health. On my radio show, I challenge people to think and act on good mental health, and this, in turn, promotes great physical health. Life Change Tea is a head start product to help aid your health and bring you your best life. And Life Change Tea doesn't taste like tea. It tastes great. So now, here's your holiday bonus. Buy now a one-month supply, and we'll give you two weeks for free. It's our holiday giveaway, and it's the best sale of the year. Lose weight and feel great this holiday season. So order now. Call 928-308-0408. Again, 928-308-0408. Or you can log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Remember, we love our customers and our customers love our tea get the tea.com your kids share a bedroom with a sibling? Is dorm room privacy a problem? Introducing Privacy Pop, a new way to create a private and comforting space on your bed. Privacy Pop is a bed tent that fits over twin, twin extra long, full, and queen beds. Privacy Pop is your ticket to seclusion in crowded sleeping quarters. Privacy Pop is the perfect holiday gift for the youngster who likes building forts and cramp college dorm rooms. Log on to privacypop.com and see how this unique sleeping system easily pops out from a small carrying case. Easy to store and simple to set up. PrivacyPop.com. That's PrivacyPop.com. The perfect holiday gift for your grandchildren or your own kids who want a fun bed fort. Choose their favorite color. See this unique sleeping system now. Act now for a limited time offer. Use promo code RADIO in the checkout cart for free shipping. Log on to PrivacyPop.com. Use promo code RADIO for free shipping. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Say, remember when radio was fun? Now it's dead. Because deregulation has allowed one massive corporation to spread its tentacles like a giant octopus, absorbing radio stations around the globe. And that's why you hear this. SoFlo Radio will stand and fight the corporate monolith. SoFloRadio.com SoFloRadio.com Roswell.
UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. The Internet is not your basement. You can't build a website, dump it into storage, and ignore it every day. The search engines want fresh content. You've got to treat your website content like a business asset. Turn it over to IonLeap. We're an Internet marketing agency who helps companies get found by search engines using robust content. Bring your website content to life. Learn more at IonLeap.com. SoFloTelevision.com Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. We lost her too soon. Gone, but not forgotten. Now, you can own an authentic piece of movie history. Elizabeth Taylor's Ashes. In a small commemorative urn. Remember, remember. I want you to forget me, please. For just $29.95 plus shipping and handling, we'll send you an ounce of real superstar soot. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. You can have a piece of her forever. Command performances leave me quite cold. Call today. Hurry. Quantities are limited. everybody that is the doctor who theme and i love that theme it's my favorite tv show currently right now are you a doctor who fan there alan i like my wibbly wobbly timey wimey kind of thingy it's bigger on the inside huh bigger on the inside guys you're back live on inside the jackal's head and you're listening on two networks psn-radio.com and soflowradio.com the great network owned by the great George Rodriguez. Good guy. Just had a birthday, too, recently. So happy birthday to him. Belated happy birthday to him. Uh, a lot of stuff has gone on in the last week, in the last month. And uh, speaking of Doctor Who, I just played the theme to intro, intro us back into the show here. Uh, did you see the special? I'm sure you saw it. And how geeked out were you, man? I was quite geeked out on it. Um, I don't know if I should admit to how I saw it. Uh, oh. what, what's what's our legal issues on discussing uh Torrents. Um, hmm. They're illegal. They're illegal. Are they always illegal? I think so. I I don't know the answer to that. So, my answer to this is going to be: it was hypothetically a great 50th anniversary episode uh, that I watched. But what really, really I enjoyed was a bit torn called the Five-ish Doctors. Yes. Yes, that was brilliant, dude. I saw that also. Had uh, the original, well, five of the original Doctors in it. A lot older. Yes, a lot older. but Much they put, older. 
Yes, but it tells the story of them trying to get into the 50th anniversary episode and the, uh, let's just say, the hilarity that ensues. And the cameos from so many people and so many generations of Doctor Who um, was really, really impressive. I was, uh, I, was, I was really, really enjoying myself. I think I actually might have enjoyed the five-ish Doctors more than the 50th anniversary and the reason is, is I, oh, wow. honestly, I, I let me explain why. I honestly would like to see more of John Hurt. Yes, he's great. I did not want that to be just a one shot. Yeah, well, he does regenerate <laughs> at the end. So if we get to see another episode with John Hurt, it will have to be somewhere in the same timeline as that episode. True enough, but you know who knows what's going to happen. Uh, we he, we don't know. Great, what's at his age, though, I mean, this might just be a one-shot type of deal. Anyway, because <laughs> let's be honest, John Hurt is hurting because he's not old. In fact, he was complaining. He was saying that this is like the hardest thing he's ever done. I'm like, really playing the doctor is like the hardest thing you've yeah. ever done. And I can understand now. You know, I saw him on there, and he, yeah, you know, there was times where I felt bad for him because you could tell he wasn't really up to par with the other guys. And when you're on, you're on the screen with Matt Smith and David Tennant. It's it's tough, man, because those guys are so animated and all over the place. Especially Matt Smith, who was brilliant, I think, the uh, in the fiftieth anniversary. Uh, I'm gonna really miss him. I'm gonna miss the uh, the, the zaniness and the comedy. Uh, but I am looking forward to, to seeing what they do with Capaldi. I mean, are you excited about Peter Capaldi? I'm excited about Capaldi. I'm just curious to find out if bow ties are gonna still be cool. That and fezes. I don't know if I can see Peter Capaldi in a fez. What do you think? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, fezes. I don't know. They'll always be cool. That's it. Yeah, their fezes are eternal, from the Grand Poobah fez from Flintstone to our Time Lords, all the way at the end of time. Fezes are fezes cool. Are cool exactly, and bow ties are still cool. In fact, I would like to see that, that would be like the coolest thing ever. If the last moment before he regenerates, he puts on a fez, and he burns bow ties. No, I want him to burn the. If he regenerates during the with a fez on, I want to see that fez go up in smoke. I mean, well, is I guess it could happen. I mean, there's not really fire that discharges from him. It's more like energy, but well, energy has some heat or some thermal capacity. And... I mean, you can blow it off of his head, I guess, and I don't. That look pretty know. cool, like popping your top, I guess. I don't know. Well, you never see any energy energy come out when he sneezes, so I don't know. True. You know, did you see recently, and speaking of John Hurt earlier and in, uh, in regeneration, did you see the regeneration uh, that a fan made for John Hurt to the next Doctor, which would have been Christopher Eccleston? A fan made a, an edit online. Really? It, it is brilliant. You haven't seen this? No, I haven't. you got to put up the YouTube link somewhere. Because this is one of the things that, that, uh, that the fans were really upset of, you know, upset about that they really didn't include. Eccleston in this episode, even though there's one tiny scene where you see him like going towards the planet there, it's just really fast and he's like, now for my next trick, and that's it. But then you see his face also like photoshopped at the very end there with the other doctors. But the regeneration scene would have been so cool if they would have actually done the effect so you see his face as in the regeneration. They don't show you that. This fan actually managed to do it and is brilliant. Well, wasn't he busy doing pickup shots for Thor? The but, Dark World, which is why he wasn't involved with Well, it. that's why he wasn't involved. But look, if a fan could do something like this with 20 minutes of his time. He's got too much time on his hands. Well, 20 minutes, that's nothing. 
That's just, it's just a guy who knows how to you know work the the software, and he just did it for the heck of it. But the, what what I'm trying to get to at here is that a fan did that in 20 minutes. Why couldn't the BBC do that and just give the fans that one special effect, that one regeneration that they've all you know there, wanted? Who knows? There might have been royalty issues. There might have been oh, if we're using his face, we now have to keep on paying him royalties on it. Uh, you know his his likeness and appearance. My, there, my I would probably bet that there was a financial issue more than anything else on it. Here, I sent you the link there, and I'm going to post it also in the uh, chat room area here if anybody wants to look at it uh, mm-hmm. later. Uh, they can take a look. It's a really quick regeneration, uh, but it's so brilliantly done, man. I really uh, think this would have really tied everything together at the end there. But uh, you know, another great thing that came out of the 50th anniversary was the Night of the Doctor with Paul McGann. Which I thought was also brilliant, you know, when he lands on the the planet with the sisters of Karn and or the sisters of Utter Bull, as he calls them. <laughs> Love Paul McGann, dude. Like, I want more episodes with Paul McGann like that. And there was talk about a a a web series with Paul McGann possibly, or maybe a a spinoff. I mean, I know you'd be all for that because he's he's just awesome I, in that role. I don't know because he hasn't aged as well as we'd like him to have aged. He's younger than Capaldi, though. No, but I'm saying you you want Paul McCann. Uh, if you look at now and then from '96 to now, uh... well, I'm not looking at him for his looks. I think he's a great actor, and he looks like the Doctor. You know, he looks like everybody looks like the Doctor if you have enough regenerations. That's true, except for uh, Doctor Number Two. I come on, with he, a little he with knew, a bowl haircut. I don't know. He, with what? The little bowl haircut that he had. <laughs> Well, he was, you know, I'm not just, Trump. I'm, I'm going to choose not to comment. <laughs> him I, I hope, and, uh, by the way, Port we and him are not my favorites, so I'll just say, I'll leave it at that. All right, by the way, as we're looking at the chat room here, I know a lot of, some of the people here are mentioning that they've never even seen Dr. Who, so maybe we should slide topics off to somewhere else. You know, who has not seen Dr. Who? If you haven't seen Dr. Who, I suggest you start watching it. It's on Netflix. Shame on you. Uh, never seen Doctor Who was Alex 2.0. And shame on him. It's a shame. How dare he has not seen Doctor Who. And he should know better. He's on a geek show on this very network on Thursday. He should know better. Blast start watching Doctor Who. Exactly. That's exactly what that is. But, you know, I, got, I just got a fast blast here on Facebook asking why aren't we talking more about the uh, the show on Tuesday? Why are we talking about what we're going to do on there? What's well, kind of the thing is we want to keep that to the Tuesday show. This is more of a tease for what you're going to get. But that's going to be more ufology based. Very much, else. very much more uh, ufology right. based. I, I, I think you know, just to give a little hint, I think it's going to be in very much a news type format where first half hour is what's going on current events in ufology, current sightings that people could start researching, and images that they could look for on the internet to uh, help us either prove or debunk. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we obviously will do our nice little forty-five minute plus or minus uh, celebrity interview. And I think on the backside of that, I think we should actually do um, what the space weather looks like, what stars they might want to look for, depending on what hemisphere they're listening into, and where the latest sightings, what direction, or what satellite or space station they might see floating by them, or something like that. Uh, I don't know. What is what? What is the uh, what do the listeners think? Let's let them comment. In the uh, in the chat room on that. Yeah, if you guys want to comment in the chat, please do so. If you want to call in and uh, you know tell us some of the topics you want to see 
or hear us uh, touch on uh, on Skywatchers Radio, please go ahead. If you want to talk a little geeky stuff here, uh, you could do that also. Call in 786-245-8127. And you could also find us on Skype, PSN Radio. Call right in, open lines if you want to ask any questions to Alan or to myself. Again, about the show now or the show then. I'm so excited about that show, man. It's, yeah. You know, it, it, and this is something really cool. And actually, Nancy uh, talked about this on Feature Theater. Um, about how cool it's going to be because now when we ever, whenever we have something that we have to put up like as an image or a video or something like that, uh, we get to say, you know, our webmaster, Keith Rowland, uh, is going to put this image on the website for us. Uh, so you guys can go over to darkmatterradio.net. And it's kind of like the way Art Bell would do it, you know, Keith Rowland, that name that he always used all through the 90s and early 2000s when he was still on air. Uh, it's kind of like it's geeky to be able to see that. It's, I'm almost geeky, not like it was like an episode of Doctor Who or something like that, just to be able to be on that same plane or plane field with Art Bell, you know? It's kind of like what we all have strived for when we do radio, to kind of be on that level. And literally, we're going to be able to say the same kind of things Art Bell would say. Yeah, my webmaster, Keith Rowland, is going to go ahead and place this image on the website for you, darkmatterradio.net. West of the Rockies, call on in. Never call, if you're east of the Rockies, (laughs) never call in. Never call in, unless you you have something really bad to say about... um, you know, one of us. And then we'll take those calls because we love the attention and we love the hate. So you, you can call in and bash us all you want. I don't care. Right. And if anybody's <laughs> going to be throwing out suggestions for what we're actually going to do as um, not – I wouldn't call it uh, topics, but more like categories that we'd like the input on. Give us some ideas, folks, as to what categories you'd like to see as a weekly category of what we're going to put into the show. I'm open to suggestions. I have a couple of creative ideas I'll surprise you on, but I'm I'm curious to see what other people would actually like to see. Let's cater to the audience, not just cater to what we want. Right. You know, and you know what? Uh, I was going to ask you if you're into the Hollow Earth Insider or the Hollow Earth Theory at all. Uh, I'm supposed to have later on tonight Dennis Crenshaw, who's the official Hollow Earth Insider from thehollowearth.com. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it. He might not be able to make it tonight. I'm, I'm pretty concerned that he's on, or pretty sure he's not going to be able to make it, actually, at this point. Haven't heard back from him in a little bit. and uh, He's been a little bit busy the last few days. But uh, if he's not going to be able to make it, we have somebody who's going to be able to uh, take his spot for the next hour. But what is your, what's your thought on the whole hollow earth theory? Do you, do you think there's any truth to that at all? I think that um, the earth can be cavernous in certain parts. Um, do I think it's totally hollow and there's a sun in the center and there's people living on the inside of just a, you know, uh, X amount of mile crust and it's all hollow on the inside? I'm not sure if I'm buying that one. Um, I- I'm just not there yet. But do I believe that there is the possibility of life inside the earth? inside um, nooks and crannies that could be thousands of miles large. Um, at this point, yeah, absolutely, I believe that. There's too much, sound, there's too much um, evidence to prove that there's um, pockets of the planet that underneath the surface is either hollow or filled with water, or obviously we've emptied out by sucking out all the oil. Right, and, and this is a very large planet. I mean, it's small in the cosmic scale compared to other planets and the sun and everything, mm-hmm. but it's still a very large planet. There's a lot of room in there to do, to have all kinds of things. Um, 
But there's a theory in ufology that UFOs are not coming from outer space, they're coming from inside the Earth. And I know you've heard of USOs. I, I'm pretty sure you've researched a little bit on USOs, yeah. underwater, undersea uh, objects. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's any truth to that? Because I think it would make a perfect place for them to hide, even if they weren't from this planet. Don't you dare give me the Bermuda Triangle. It's the best place to hide. Just don't I, even go there. The Bermuda Triangle, that is a good place to hide. All right. That in New Jersey. <laughs> Isn't that the same place? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you, if you if you if you are if you wind up in New Jersey, you're going to be as dead as if you wind up in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would probably answer to this. Um I think USOs are just as possible as UFOs. Um I think that you have to understand or everybody has to understand that we as human beings have only looked at and researched and been able to scan maybe a quarter really of the earth. We don't know what's below really the deepest submergible we've been able to throw out there. And there's there's parts of the ocean that are so deep that God only knows what's alive, but obviously there is life there. You know, I saw a movie recently, and I don't know if you saw this one, but have you seen the movie The Europa Report? I started watching it. I could not get through it. I got I got 20 minutes in, and I was falling asleep. Try to sit through it. It actually gets really good by 40 minutes in, 30 minutes in, 40 minutes in. Oh. And then the, the ending is epic. Really? Great ending. Great, great ending. Yeah. I, I'm glad I sat through the whole thing also because I had the same problem. Like 25 minutes in, I was like, okay, better what's going it, on it, here? It, it's better than Mission to Mars? Oh man! It, it, Mission to Mars is a Disney movie compared to this movie, yet. especially really? the ending. This one actually has an ending Don't that you me. look at, and you're, and you're like, "I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna spoil it, no spoilers." But it has when, an ending that when you look at it, you're like, "That is exactly how this could go down." Really, it's extremely realistic. Uh, I mean, anything could happen when we go to another planet. We're we're thinking we're going to go to a planet, and they're, we're either going to find fishes swimming, you know, somewhere deep down there, especially like in, on the moon Europa, or if we go to a planet, we think we're going to find like tribes, people, or or beings that we could identify with two arms, two legs. Don't tell um, me it's dolphins. There are dolphins. It's on not dolphins. Europa. No dolphins. But let's just say what what is down there is very bizarre, is very creepy in the, you know in this movie, and uh, the way they present it is it's brilliant because it's, it's old school horror in, in a sense at the end where you don't really see what's hold on, going on. Hold on, hold on, don't tell me anymore. Nancy's shouting and, out, no spoilers, no spoilers. And then that's all I'm going to tell. Don't tell me, don't tell me. I that's will, it. I will have to theoretically get the torrent again. Yes, theoretically. Theoretically, not not officially. Theoretically. Theoretically. Exactly. Now you can admit you can kind of say that kind of stuff here because you know on inside the jackals and anything goes, baby. But on uh, on Sky Watchers, we kind of we got to watch that kind of legal stuff because um, you know we can't get our bill and Keith Rowland into any trouble. So. Yeah, we definitely don't want to. Those guys are such no, good no. guys, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, theoretically, just by some sheer chance of using the Force in Jedi mind tricks, I will have to right, get a right. copy of that. Exactly. I mean, if you have to go to places like Kick-Ass Torrents or something like that, I understand that theoretically you got to go there and you know got to use your torrent, uh, download it, or download it, uh, th- theoretically to download a movie. Sounds, sounds good. And uh, obviously uh, someone's just brought up the Gravity movie, which I was really, really impressed with. Um, I saw it in Thank IMAX. Thank you. I saw it in IMAX and I was just, wow, my jaw dropped just in the depth perception. 
Right. Um, Storyline was cool. Um, I would have liked to have seen her freeze and die. Um, yeah. <laughs> Come on. You just. You it's just... Sandra Bullock, man. You can't kill off Sandra Bullock. You know. Sure, you can. She is too hot in that movie. She's she's very cute in that movie. By the way, she's she's. I I, I got to admit, she's aged rather well. She yes, is for... so well. Yes, she has. Am, am I allowed to use the word milf on the radio? I don't know. You can, you can use milf. Yes, just uh, just, but don't say the what milf stands for, and we're good. Okay, fine, MILF. fine. All right. Everybody, I think, collectively knows what milf stands for at this point, right? If you if someone on here doesn't, they do not belong in this chat room at all. Correct. Yes, and if and if you're in the chat room and everybody knows what that means and somebody doesn't know, please private chat them and let them know. Uh, we talk about gilfs. Um, that's actually really scary because I was actually at a trade show a couple of weeks ago and I met scary as this is. I met a 35 year old grandmother. Oh, I've actually, you know what? I have a story about that. I have a friend of mine from high school uh, who at 15 had a kid. And he his kid now has a kid. And he is a year younger than me. And I'm 35. He's 34. I'm, I, I was just like, I'm like a 35-year-old grandmother. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I mean, I mean it, I, you know, no offense. It was, I got to admit, one of the banjo states. You know, near, 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 near. Uh, yeah, it was, wow. I'm my own grandpa. That's probably. It, I, I was just like, and. What happened there? <laughs> I, 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 no, I was just like, do you know who the baby daddy is? Or is it someone in the family or what? Um, I, I just, wow. I, I just, I just couldn't believe it. And, you know, and she had to be wearing the Daisy Dukes in the tank top. I mean, I mean, you want to talk about stereotyping. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like everything they've ever told you about this state, it's true. It's honestly true. Now, what state was this again? Do I really want to? Do I? Okay. Why not? Okay. This is inside the jackal's head. Anything goes here. Okay. It was Alabama. 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 And you know something? I finally figured out why there are so many people that swear they were abducted by UFOs in Alabama. Okay. Moonshine, right? No, no, no. Oh, see, okay. See, it's like, it's like the aliens are fishing, and the ones mm. they can't use, they keep on throwing back. And those are the ones that end up telling you about how they were abducted. That's a good theory, actually. Space fishing. Right. Hmm. We are the fish. Right. So what happens when they catch a cow? Is that why they end up back without any blood on them? Or... Um, What's that about? I think that's just an alien Slurpee. Hmm. Cows Interesting. Are, cows are an alien Slurpee. They just go, <laughs> and they're done. I think, maybe, I think maybe Dracula was actually an alien, and that's why he's blood-sucking. It's possible. <laughs> Dude, was he... <laughs> I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah, Dracula. Well, he does suck blood. I guess I. What? How do you? Uh, where do you go from there? Uh, I don't know. I was ju- the only reason I'm going that direction is because I just saw the new Dracula TV show. Oh, how was that? It, I, I, that I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, I, I, I got to admit, it puts a very steampunky twist on Dracula. 
And uh, yes, 2.0, I did just reference the movie The Stupids. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> and with that, we got to go to commercial break. We'll be right back on Inside the Jackal's Head. Stick around. Here it is. Life Change Tea's commitment to excellence. Once again, Ronnie McMullen here, challenging you to a better lifestyle and health. On my radio show, I challenge people to think and act on good mental health. And this, in turn, promotes great physical health. Life Change Tea is a head start product to help aid your health and bring you your best life. And Life Change Tea doesn't taste like tea. It tastes great. So now, here's your holiday bonus. Buy now a one-month supply, and we'll give you two weeks for free. It's our holiday giveaway, and it's the best sale of the year. Lose weight and feel great this holiday season. So order now. Call 928-308-0408. Again, 928-308-0408. Or you can log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Remember, we love love our customers and our customers love our tea get the tea.com the internet is not a parking lot you can't create a website park it there and let it sit rusting forgotten ignored but face it you don't have time to focus on your web content turn it over to ion leap we're an internet marketing agency who helps companies get found by search engines using robust content get your website moving again Learn more at IonLeap.com. This is George Rodriguez, and Boca Brian is forcing me to encourage everyone to listen to all of the other shows on SoFloRadio.com. No, I'm not. You're making me do this because nobody's listening to any of the other shows. They uh, they suck, and you don't want to listen. <laughs> Turn it off now. <laughs> Where are we? Hi, everybody. This is Suds Coleman. You know, SoFloRadio.com is like a scab. <laughs> don't eat it. What does this computer do? It tunes into SoFloRadio.com. And also makes a nice doorstop. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. 
Do your kids share a bedroom with a sibling? Is dorm room privacy a problem? Introducing Privacy Pop, a new way to create a private and comforting space on your bed. Privacy Pop is a bed tent that fits over twin, twin extra long, full, and queen beds. Privacy Pop is your ticket to seclusion in crowded sleeping quarters. Privacy Pop is the perfect holiday gift for the youngster who likes building forts and cramped college dorm rooms. Log on to privacypop.com and see how this unique sleeping system easily pops out from a small carrying case. Easy to store and simple to set up. Privacypop.com. That's privacypop.com. The perfect holiday gift for your grandchildren or your own kids who want a fun bed fort. Choose their favorite color. See this unique sleeping system now. Act now for a limited time offer. Use promo code RADIO in the checkout cart for free shipping. Log on to privacypop.com. Use promo code RADIO for free shipping. The Jackal said radio, and I am the new technician and customer's fourth person. Mud. Yeah, I don't think I like this guy, Jackal. What's he doing? He's trying to take my job? Uh, Pete. Uh, come, come down, Pete. Just go back to sleeping. That's just, uh, that, that's our new intern. His name is Hashib. Hashib, I... how are you doing tonight, Hashib? Oh no, I am doing very good. How are you today? What part of Bombay are you from, Hashid? Oh, no, no. I am calling from Washington State. That is where I am doing the technical support there. Ah, technical support, huh? Well, we have a boardman over here who fell asleep earlier. His name is Petey Dickinson, and he passed out in the beginning of the show. Uh, can you send me a replacement for Petey Dickinson so you know, so he doesn't fall asleep on the job again? I will tell you, my friend, with a name like that, oh, my God, the jokes we could have in our office, it does translate well. Yes, we can yes. send you someone. Oh, you can yes. make a lot. You can, I can definitely see a lot of jokes out of the name. Peter Di- Dickinson. Peter Dickinson. Oh, oh, my God. That's almost as funny as Harry Bolzano. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Very nice Italian fellow. All right. Put, uh, can, you, can you put Alan back on the line there, Mr. Hashib? Let me speak to Alan again. Alan, are you there? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a great boardman you have on your side over there. Yeah, well, he does what he can when he can. Yeah, good good guy. Uh, that's right. Alan has his own boardman, and I have Petey Dickinson. Hashib and Petey. Hmm? <laughs> Hashib and Petey. That's... They should do their own show together, <laughs> Hashib and Petey. You know, think about that. You know, that would be a re- You have one guy with a really, really heavy southern accent, and you have another guy from another country, and they're just going at it as a talk show. I think that would be hilarious, especially be. when you have jokes that are so lost in translation, and they have to try and explain it to each other. That would be really funny, actually. I would, I would, I would sit there and listen to that radio show on a weekly basis. It, it, it it's like how many camels can you fit in a blender? 
Poor Petey, he takes a lot of abuse. You know, um, you know, why did the journal cross the road? Because Richard Gere was on the other side. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> you know, but if you hear those gerbil stories enough, you start to believe that they're true. You know, South Park did that whole Lemming Winks thing, so you never know. This is true. Guys, if you want to call in and ask Alan any questions, uh, please do so. Again, the number is 786-245-8127. Open lines the rest of the way. We're going to have uh, William Michael Mott on the line here shortly with us, and we're going to talk about uh, his big move. I guess Dennis might have fallen asleep. I'm not sure what's going on with Dennis Crenshaw. But uh, William Michael Mott is going to cover for Dennis, and uh, he's going to tell us about his big news, which is actually him and Tim Schwartz's big news. And uh, it's just kind of correlating with everything we're doing here on the network. There's a couple of things reshuffling, and uh, it's really exciting. Uh, it's an exciting time right now to be on the network and uh, to do a lot of the stuff we're doing on here on radio. And it's a lot of fun too, man. And you know, I know that uh, this was kind of a last-minute suggestion to have you on, so I want to really thank you for being on, on the full hour, the first hour with me and uh, and talking to us. So where are you, where are you from? You know, where are you at, where are you right now? Like, where are you located right now? I know you're you're all over the place. You're like Fifty Cent. You're all over the streets. But where oh, are you right man. now? Fifty Cent even worth a dime. Well, but he still has three hundred million dollars in the bank, kid. Like. Does he really? Yeah, he does. Fighting okay, water, dude. Whew, All right, I'm money. jealous bastard. What can I say? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I checked his um, his uh, thing online for his uh, net or whatever, uh, whatever he's worth, and he actually has made more money than Eminem, which is crazy. Well, these things happen. It's, it's amazing. Well, but anyway, where are you located right now? What part of the of the great United States are you? calling us from i am just north of orlando right now oh so you're not that far from me nope but actually next week or next weekend i'll be in indianapolis Very and cool. the weekend after that i am going to be in jersey then uh the following week i get to go to texas and then from there i just go to seattle then los angeles now, you do a lot of driving, so this is going to be really cool for Skywatchers because you're going to be able to actually uh, maybe uh, do a little Skywatching, like you said, on your on your drive there and listen Absolutely, to some of the podcasts, yes. you know, and listen to what we've done the previous week and, and try to, you know, get better at it. Now, if you see something, are you going to be prepared to, like, record it on video? Because we do Skywatchers TV also. We put stuff on the Internet uh, for the show video-wise. I mean, if you see something, you got to send it in my way immediately, man. Well, you give me the right camera to do that, and I'll happily do that. It's called the uh, Galaxy S4. It really records well. It has high definition, and uh, it's a pretty damn good phone, too. Well, thank you for buying me one as a company expense. All right. That's a pipe dream that would never happen. Maybe we could talk to Keith Rowland, our webmaster, about that and and see if we could throw in that in the uh, the deal. I'm going to get one of those (laughs) dash cams to put on my car so that Ah, if I'm driving by, instead of just seeing the deer on the side of the road, hopefully we'll even catch Bigfoot. That, that's cool. You know, that's another subject that we could actually talk about because, you know, Bigfoot, I don't know how you feel about the subject. I'm personally not a believer on uh, cryptozoology, Bigfoot, the whole thing. Uh, but there's a lot of people who do believe uh, that Bigfoot is, is real. I don't know how you stand on that. But uh, if there is such a thing as Bigfoot and we have have not discovered it yet, there's a chance that it could be some kind of an alien uh, that comes down every once in a while and somebody just so happens to see this big, hairy creature that I would call Chewbacca. In Star Wars, but I mean, what are your you thoughts of? Uh... <laughs> you don't make fun, dude. You know when it comes to me, you don't make fun of Chewbacca. Chewbacca's the man. All right, he's or a, he's the he's the Wookie actually. He's the know, Wookie. The the actor who played Chewbacca, I know him 
reasonably well. He's a great guy. You don't mess with him. You've got enough people out there that will find you where you live and make your life miserable when you rag on Chewbacca. That's true, too. Now, what do you think of uh, Lobaka? His I, bastard son. I think that CGI <laughs> sucks. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you, do you uh, I mean, do you want to see Chewbacca in the uh, the sequels? You don't. Do you want to have him back? You know, they they've never really gotten into in depth how long the life cycle of a Wookiee is. So I don't know. That's true. He'll be That's around true. or not. Um, I don't know. It, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be definitely interesting. Uh, what conventions are you are you going to go to now? I know you're on the road, but what's uh, the the next uh, big con you're going to do? Like, is it sci-fi, anime, um, anything in particular you want to talk about? No, not at all. If I told you, I'd want to kill you. Not have to, but want to kill you. Well, so, you want to kill me anyway most of the time. I know, I know, but the problem is there's a line, and I'm tired of taking a number. That's true. Apparently, there is a line now. People want to kill me. So. You'd be number two or three on that line, I think. It's no, like that number's popular at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, my tag. People have friends, and they tell their friends, and their friends get on board. And next thing you know, there's five people wanting to kill me. It's it's all good, you know. They, look, man, haters gonna hate, backstabbers gonna backstab, and uh, if anybody wants to kill me, I'll tell you exactly where I live. Come on down. Yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. did that in some movie, and they blew his house to hell. Yeah, but he's still Iron Man. Well, that's a whole other topic to see what's going to happen with the next movie. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, you know, Avengers 2, 2015, Age of Star Ultron. Wars, 2015, uh, a lot of big movies coming out in 2015. That's kind of crazy. It's, uh, what do you, which one do you think is going to be the one that doesn't live up to the hype? Fast and, and Furious. Ah, oh, come on, really? <laughs> well, F, just with Paul us. Walker's death, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they integrate that into the uh, existing storyline without losing a large fan base. Here's uh, my take on that. Um, he probably shot a very... I don't know if it was a very... In, I don't know how important this character was to this uh, particular one, uh, but I think they're probably going to end up writing him out that he dies off camera or something happens and you'll maybe see his car blow up. or It'll be something crazy where you have to have a funeral scene. And I think just the you know the fact that he just died... In real life, I think that's going to drive people out to see the movie. I think it's going to be a huge hit. I think it's going to be something. It's going to have like the same effect that uh, Dark Knight had when um, Heath Ledger died. I think it'll be a huge hit, but I don't know if it'll be a good movie. There's two totally different things. Oh well, the yeah, well, that's a whole different story. I, I'm not a big fan of the uh, series to begin with, uh, so no, oh, I've a whole enjoyed it. Story. I, I've enjoyed it, uh, but uh, the you know, it's the same thing where in my opinion john carter was a great movie but because disney didn't know how to market it that's why right. it was not a hit i think it's going to be the reverse situation here where you know this is going to be a hit of a movie because everyone gets to see how paul walker dies on the film but it, the storyline might totally suck ass yeah but they you know storyline kind of sucked ass on uh, the last couple ones also so and people still went to see them. The last ones made a lot of money, dude. So yeah, yeah. So it's there's fla- that flashbang whiz wow. Yeah, yeah. There is that. You got to remember that. 
they still made a lot of money. Uh, Alan, uh, I know that you have to go. It's uh, We kept you on here for a little bit longer than we expected. Thank you so much for being here on this show tonight, and I know that uh, Tuesday's going to rock, man. I uh, can't wait to uh, debut Skywatchers Radio and get into a whole mess of topics dealing with ufology. And be prepared. Be ready. Be prepared. Okay. Be prepared to exterminate. Oh, come on. No sci-fi. <laughs> sci-fact. <laughs> exactly. Sci-fact. Science. Fact. That's what we're going to get into. But now, I'm going to leave you guys for a minute here, uh, for a couple minutes, and I'm going to get the next gentleman on the line is going to be with us for the remainder of the way, William Michael Mott. But first, a word from our good friend, Mr. Doug Hello, Jones. I'm Doug Jones, Hi. coming to you from Vancouver, where I'm currently filming my hit buddy cop TV series, Falling Skies. I'm sorry about the bad internet connection, but Canada. Many of you, well, some of you, 12 of you, may know me from starring in the minor miracle of a web series, Research. And as always... We need your help. Research is up for the Viewer's Choice Award at ATL WebFest. The cool part about this award is that it's decided by you, the viewing public. I need you to go vote for research so I can win an award. And I, I really need my awards. How can you help? First, just click the link in the description below, like... ATL WebFest's Facebook page. It's going to ask you for permission to access your Facebook info. Nothing to worry about here. It's just standard Facebook procedure. Now, once that's done, all you have to do is click Vote at the bottom of Research's page. And you're done. You can vote every 24 hours, so please do. To review, click the link below, like ATL WebFest, click Okay, vote for research. Next, you'll need to print and sign a form waiving any liability in case you get hurt while voting. But there's almost no chance of that happening. And that's pretty much it. All you have to do from there is just type in your home address. Simple enough. And be there sometime between the hours of 8 and 12 over the next two weeks. A van's going to come by and take a quick DNA sample. Okay, we got all that? So, like ATL WebFest, click Yes. Vote for research, sign liability form, fill out address, be home 8 to noon over the next two weeks, give Paco your DNA. Finally, you'll be receiving a tiny wooden coffin in the mail. Inside, you'll find a raven's quill. Take that raven's quill and draw an angry goat on the parchment provided. This just signifies that you're willing to give up your firstborn child. A tiny little signature in blood, a few invasive surgical procedures, and you're done. Isn't that simple? So please vote for us. It'd really mean a lot. What's that? Why should you vote for us? Well, I've entered into a little bargain with some sort of a minor spirit stating that it gets to feast on my flesh if we lose. But if we win, we get the respect of our peers and a shiny award. It's not really that good of a deal, but our spirit lawyers aren't that good. Please help us, won't you? Click the link below. Like ATL WebFest. Click yes. Vote for research. All that other stuff. Keep me from being eaten alive by an evil spirit. That's all I ask. Thank you. Alright everybody, we are back And that's 
my good friend Doug Jones, who uh, had a little word for everybody out there. Now, for the next segment, I'm going to be joined by a man who really needs very little introduction here on PSN Radio. My friend, your friend, and an unraveler of many secrets himself, William Michael Mott. How are you doing, sir? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So happy to have you on. Of course, we were supposed to have Dennis on tonight, but uh, he's incognito MIA. So it's a pleasure to have you fill in and uh, and join the show for the next uh, 35, 40 minutes, man. And uh, you have big news also that we want to get to yeah. tell everybody. I've heard this I rumor. Li- uh, this thing popped up on my Facebook page tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, I'm going to be doing a new radio show along apparently. with Tim Schwartz. The great yeah. Tim Schwartz. And Tim, if you're listening, you really should uh, Skype in and, and and join us, but uh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's uh, I guess it's going to be on Sunday nights, right? Sunday nights, and uh, that's what we're looking at right now. Sunday nights, right after this show, yes, at Indeed. midnight. So you're going to have four hours of live radio, from live insanity, 10 p.m. all the way till 2 a.m. That's right. Sunday, 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 Sunday. So and and now this show is going to be called what? Because it's not Unraveling the Secrets. You guys are leaving that show. It's going to be called The Outer Edge. Now, how did you come up with that name? And I love um, the name and logo, by the way. Oh, you know, I don't know. The Outer Edge. We, we, we kind of get it on the edge anyway. And uh, we've, had, we've even stepped over a few times. We definitely have, you and I. <laughs> yeah, we've stepped over a few times. So, But really, we, we, we look at things that are out there on, on the edge of uh, awareness, on the edge of the knowledge base, on the edge of understanding and uh, yeah, we, we kind of get out there in the in the weird boonies of of uh, weird phenomena and talk about it. And uh, so we're really gonna we're gonna push that even a little further, I think. Now, are you sad to uh, be leaving and saying goodbye to uh, unraveling the secrets after two glorious years of being the host on the show on there? Well, you know, in a way, I mean, it's a great it's a great gig. And but I was sort of like the emergency guest host. Right. You know, I mean, I got called in along with Brian Kennard, and we got called in to fill in. I think what happened was Dennis asked me to be on, and unbeknownst to him, Rick asked Brian to be on. Right. And so you ended up with three hosts, right. me and Brian and Rick. <laughs> and then it was Which worked. Huh? That worked. For, that worked for a while. It did. It did. Yeah, it, it was, was right. just me and Brian for a while. And yeah. then Brian left, and Tim came on. Tim just sort of sort of like showed up one day. He was just like, yeah. they was like, hey, I'm here, guys. Yeah, uh, I'm, we're, I'm we're glad he did, Tim. too, man. You couldn't ask for a better co-host than Tim. Schwartz. Yeah, Tim, Tim is great. Yeah. He knows his stuff, let me tell you. Um, but anyway, yep. he, then after that, you know, uh, uh, Rick came back for a little while. Then Rick left again. So it's been me and Tim ever since. And uh, Tim and I are a good team. We both are writers and researchers, you know, besides mm-hmm. well before we ever did radio stuff with you. So... You know, that's, that's naturally what we do is writing and research and art and stuff like that. So this is uh, – um, it was a good a good thing. It was a good mix. So I'm glad we're going to be moving on to something where we can really put our brand on something. Right, and it's not something that has a predetermined history of what the show is supposed to be like. And it opens that door again for, like, Dennis, uh, wherever you are, if you're listening. Uh, it opens the door for Dennis to come back and, uh, and do the show that he originated uh Right. the secrets. Right. And so see, that, and, and really Dennis cool. is more into all the time, not all the time, mm-hmm. but very often, you know, new, new world order stuff. And, and, and look, I, I agree with most of what Dennis says about that stuff. But, but mm-hmm. uh, 
but, but that's his focus. It's stuff like that, and you know, strange science and Hollow Earth and all that type of stuff, which is right. But, right. but Tim and I, I, you know, our interests range out a little more into. We talk about that stuff. In fact, Tim does a conspiracy journal website, but uh, you know, we write about a lot stranger stuff, a lot of really weird stuff, and and so we have a lot of connections with uh, you know, in, in cryptozoology, like you had mentioned earlier, and. Uh, UFOlogy and the paranormal, paranormal researchers, and all that kind of stuff, and we've had a lot of them on the show. And yes, so, you have, yeah. Yeah, and so we're gonna, you know, try, try to really kick it up a notch with the Outer Edge. And uh, you know, what do you think? Speaking of earlier, what do you think of uh, the co-host I have for uh, for Tuesday's show there, uh, Mr. Alan Weiler? Interesting guy. Interesting. Guy. I, <laughs> to I say heard, the least. I just heard. I heard a little bit of it. I, I, as as a Southern gentleman myself, I, I have to say that his his uh, impressions of Southern Southerners it leaves a lot to be desired. But then again, you know, uh, you know, everywhere you go, you, you you have that element everywhere you go. So, you know, it's funny though. I've known him for about ten years, uh, maybe a little bit longer at this point, uh, and uh, he's really one of the funniest people you're ever going to meet, uh, especially in person. You know, he just, he's, a very, he's a clown. He's like me in, in a lot of ways. Uh, his, I think his brand of humor is going to be interesting for ufology, though, because, uh, you know, tonight was just us teasing. I mean, this is very last minute getting him on the show and, and teasing the audience of what the show's going to be like on Tuesday. Uh, but he's going to really go all out on Tuesday and try to be serious, but at the same time, you know, be loose and, and be himself. And I think his his sort of uh, personality and the, the way he is, I think it'll fit really well with uh, what we got going on on that show. I'm, I'm excited to have him on. I'm excited to do that show. And I'm excited for you guys to, to do your show, possibly on, uh, on Keith Roland's network over there in Dark Matter Radio. Yeah, network. that's what you're telling us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be we're, cool. we're, we're trying to see if we can make that happen over there. So, um, if everything works out, uh, there might be a lot of cross promotion between uh, PSN Radio and Dark Matter Radio Network. I just, I think I'm doing all this just so I can get the, uh, you know, the, the privilege to say, yeah, our webmaster Keith Roland is going to post that up there. <laughs> well, you know, it would be cool to, you know, <laughs> I've been on coast to coast, I think three or four times, you know, as a guest, and uh, right. Um, but I was never on with art. I vote right. you know, with George Norrie and uh, with Ian Punnett, but uh, never with art, which is you know a shame because I think art's great. But uh, to, you know to be the greatest, really. Yeah, and, he and, is. And, and let's and, be honest. Let's be honest. And this type of genre, there is, what we do, this yeah. radio stuff. Yeah. There's nobody better than Art Bell. Art Bell was just, was the was yeah. the man. I mean, but but the thing yeah. is, way before Art Bell, back when I was a kid and I didn't know anything about it, I've only heard you know reruns. So there was a guy named Long John Nebel. In, right. in New York, he was the he was the original, you know, out there radio host who talked about who talked about strange stuff. But uh, Art Bell more than filled his shoes and took it even further. Um, right. But uh, you know, t- to be on Art's uh, online network will be cool. Uh, you know, it'll be it'll be cool to, to do that just because it's Art Bell's gig. So now, 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 we got to make sure we clarify that it's not Art Bell's network per se. It's okay. Keith Rowland's network. Keith Rowland's Art- network. Right, our bell is the godfather of the network. He's okay. you know given us permission to use the name Dark Matter Radio Network, um, and of course this is uh, you know behind the scenes he's maneuvering stuff to to maybe try to get out of that contract if possible. If not, he's going to write it out. Uh, and once he's done with the XM contract, this is where he's going to broadcast his show on the internet, which that is something that I thought he would do eventually anyway. And I'm kind of surprised that he went the whole XM route first. Well, hopefully, think, hopefully they'll have to honor their contract and pay him during this time. No, I, I think I think if he sits out, he doesn't get paid. 
I think that's the way that works. So he'll sit out and not be able to broadcast anywhere for two years and not get paid for it either, which really sucks well, for you us know, as fans. It, it's funny because it sounds like a conflict of interest on, on the part of XM because if Nori is on XM now and XM allowed that to happen, then really it's XM's fault that they put Art in danger of violating his non-compete, non-compete uh, agreement. So they should have to pay him anyway. Yeah, I don't know like, all the logistics of it. I don't want to get too into like the logistics of it, but uh, it has a lot to do with uh, just uh, him not being happy with certain technical stuff. Not even so much with the coast-to-coast stuff. It was just some technical issues that they had, uh, right. which XM promised they were going to fix and take care of, and they never did. And you know Art Bell, man. Art Bell, he has the best show, period, on this genre. And uh, if he's asking for something, why wouldn't you just jump and, you know, just get it done, man? Just yeah, yeah. keep him happy, you know what I mean? So I don't understand why, how XM could drop that ball. But, you know, the Internet is, I think, and I've always thought where Art Bell belonged anyway. It's where he has the, the, the broadest audience. I mean, literally, on the Internet, you can reach everybody globally. You don't have to worry about syndicating on this, you know, station or on that station or over here on XM or over there on, you know, because XM is not global. XM, especially where they're playing, it was only here in the U.S. People were having issues all over the world trying to get Art Bell's show. That's how it got pirated so badly because they just couldn't listen to the show in other parts of the country. And, and you know, the internet is global. There's, there'll be no stopping who listens to the show right. and who listens to the network. So, you know, this is really the platform of the future and, you know, we... In a sense, when we got into this thing in 2008 on PSN Radio and all the shows that have come and gone ever since then, and, and now Dark Matter Radio, it, it really is gearing up towards the Internet is the wave of the future, and the future is almost now. Like, this is... Uh, it's happening already. The movement is already there. I've even heard talks and rumblings of uh, Howard Stern leaving XM at one point uh, in the near future when his contract is up and going to the Internet. Once that happens, it's a wrap for XM because he's really like the backbone, I think, of Sirius Radio right now. He's keeping them alive. Because I mean, yeah. he he has the biggest numbers than any anybody on radio. Period on XM. So you know the subscribers are there, but he's also very local to the United States. He's not very big like in England or yeah. uh, for yeah. for example in Australia or in China or in Germany. And these are countries that our bell would dominate easily, especially on the internet if he had that easy reach and that stream, which is really all that he needed. Just that you know that stream on the internet. And I'm so happy that he's on at least be able to come back to that and have something built and ready to go when he comes back. Well, you know, it's going to need, in order for for internet radio to become what it should become, you're going to need people like Art Bell. Uh, I think Kevin Smith was getting close to to finally breaking through, and unfortunately he passed away. God bless him. But um, he came the closest to really doing it right like Art Bell did on the the internet, other than Coast to Coast itself. The current version, but the, the the problem is, and you and I, you know, both know this. There are so many podcasts out there that the the networks, not the networks, the, the marketplace is saturated with free Completely. podcasts yep. with free yep. experts who are just experts because they have the internet and they have access to the internet. You know, there were people like you know, like me and Tim, who were established writers. And, and researchers for years and years and years before we ever even tried to, to do radio. Um, but then, you know, now you've got all these, you know, paranormal experts and all this kind of stuff. And, <laughs> you know, they, they look at me, I have a radio show. I run it out of my garage, you know, these types <laughs> of things. And, and the problem is that until you get somebody like Art Bell and two or three other really big names out there, 
making it into a serious thing, you know, it's probably going to stay that way. Right. Uh, I'm hoping he can kind of, you know, get on there and and uh, and show them how it's done. You know, you're absolutely right. That's why it's not only people like him, but people that are, have been seen, like, on TV. That, For example, Bill Burns, who's really well-known in the world of ufology, him doing online radio adds a little bit of extra credibility to the yes. online community. Um, you know, there's other people that doesn't just have to be as big as Art Bell who, you know, have been jumping over slowly and, and over time. Uh, Jerry Pippen does all his stuff on online now, or he's been doing it for the last uh, decade or so. Uh, you know, those are the names that really are bringing that credibility to the Internet. And, again, it's that reach. It's global. Right. You, can't, the, you can't stop it. Whitley's been doing his show for a Whitley, while. of course, yeah. And, I, you know, I've, I haven't really listened to it more than a few times, but when I did, I thought it was pretty good. You know, uh, it's a little too new-agey for me. Um, mm. But, uh, you know what I mean by that. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, a little bit too more, much of the touchy-feely, spacey, channeling, mystical. I mean, Crystal I'm, children. Yeah, I'm more of the that stuff, hard, yeah. uh, let's look at what's really going on is what I, you know. I, but that's that's just a stylistic thing. Um, right. His show is, is pretty good. Um, but, again, you know, it's like the forest for the trees type situation because when you've got, 10 million people doing podcasts or however many it is, you know, it, <laughs> and that's just on block talk radio. And they're all streaming at the same time. The same man, time. That's crazy. <laughs> but, but you know, people are going to say, well, why should I pay for uh so-and-so service? Even if he is a, a big shot, you know, famous writer or, or art bell or whoever, they're going to say, why should I pay to listen to him when I can go listen to, to, Bobby Joe Schmudnick over here in Atlanta, who's got his own paranormal radio show, and he cusses a lot. I'm going to listen to him. That'll be great. Yeah, I want to hear that. You know, so you know that's that's what that's what the state of uh, current. Uh, Honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to say some. I'm going to say something that I don't think I've ever said on this show before. And when you guys hear what I'm about to say, you're going to be like, okay, because he's a fanboy. But the only radio show that I would say right now that I would go online. Subscribe to the website, pay a monthly fee to be able to listen to the show, and download the archive is the Phil Hendry Show. There's no other radio show on radio, AM, FM, Internet, nowhere, on the anywhere, that I would actually put my hard-earned money to get the podcast. Because he's such a brilliant comedian. And to go back in the archives and get old classic episodes and stuff that you just can't get anywhere, uh, it's really worth the, the six or eight bucks a month that he, that he charges. But other than that, there's really nobody on the Internet. And it's... It's one of those things that I think Art Bell might be the only other person because of his extensive archive. But uh, there's really very few podcast shows that are even worthy the kind of that kind of attention and that kind of money. Uh, what, what's your thought, thoughts on that? Do you know of any other shows or any shows that you would actually put money for? That I would pay uh, for? Uh, yeah. If I had the, the money to spare, you mean? <laughs> right, if you had a couple extra bucks a month. Yeah, well, actually, if I were going to pay for internet radio... You know, it would have to be somebody like Art Bell or right. let the late Kevin Smith, who you know was a personal friend, but he was also uh, uh, he was really at the top of the game in terms of his ability to get to the facts and to engage the guests and everything else he did was just top notch. And I don't think was you know it's hard to find somebody like that. It's going to be a while till I hope I'm as good a radio ho- you know radio show host someday as as Kevin Smith was, but. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm not big on on listening to uh, podcasts. Uh, Rob Beck does a really good show over on uh, Erie Erie X Radio. 
And uh, there's a couple of others who, who do some pretty good stuff out there. Um, let me see if I can look at my contacts here and tell you. Um, yeah, oh, gosh. It's it's tough though, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, you know, there, to me, some. Phil Phil Hendry and Art Bell, I, I can't really go further than that, to be honest. I mean, yeah. but there's, I mean, but then again, for the few that I mentioned, and there are a few others who are pretty good, but there's there's ten million of them out there that are just, it, it all boils down to being static almost on on the internet. Right. Yep. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me better now? Yeah. Am I, oh, are we on the air? Well, not just that, but just that there's <laughs> just it's just like the, the internet's a wash in podcasts, you know. Yeah, you know, it's funny, I was having a conversation with uh, Keith Rowland, our webmaster, the other day, and uh, me and Keith were talking about developing shows for the networks, and I was kind of sharing a little bit of my experience in the last five years in developing some of the shows for PSN Radio, and uh, it's not an easy thing to, to, you know, find a talented host that's on the internet that is not taken by a network already is tough to, to begin with, Uh so you really do have to kind of like just search for people who are interested, who want to do it, but don't know how to do it, and kind of help them develop the shows. And I've kind of done that. I've nurtured a few shows along the way. Yeah, you have. Um, and, you know, that's something that I think Keith is going to have to get into a lot more uh, to really be successful. But it's kind of it's like looking for really a, a needle in a haystack, looking for the right host who's dedicated, who's willing to do it. And it's funny because there's so many of us doing it on the Internet that you'd figure that people would just pop out of the woodwork saying, yeah, I, I can do this, and I'm great at it. Right. Like, it really is difficult to find somebody who's good, reliable, and uh, who can put on a good, entertaining show. Because at the end of the day, look, you know, we're, we're giving out you know facts in a lot of these shows, especially on Skywatchers. We're going to give a lot of facts on there on the outer edge. You guys are going to talk about a lot of scientific facts, a lot of stuff that's spooky and paranormal and stuff. But you're going to go on a, almost a factual adventure trying to find the answers. That's, yeah. that's kind of what yeah. I look at it as. Uh, but at the same time, we're... We're here to entertain. We're here to make right. you and laugh look, a little. Forget you, about your troubles. That, you know, we do that. I mean, yeah. That, that's that's one thing about this this uh, this whole genre of of stuff. I mean, you're talking about paranormal, UFOs, cryptozoology. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who do it. They're very serious about it, but they also have a lot of fun. They're they're not you know they're not afraid to make a joke or whatever. But there are other people out there who t- it, they're they're I don't want to say way too serious. Maybe they take themselves way too seriously. Let's put yeah. It that way, um, you know, you can't crack a joke about Bigfoot's bo or whatever without somebody <laughs> getting offended. You know, that's just that. You know, we we make a few jokes as we as we go along. We have some fun with it, but we also are serious about the research that we do. I mean, before yep. you know, before I, I got the the gig, sort of by accident, doing Unravel the Secrets. Um, I'd never done a radio show as a host before. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. But I had been on probably forty radio shows as a guest because of my books so you know when i first started doing radio for other people you know as a guest the first few times i was pretty nervous but now you know i'm not nervous at all <laughs> you know, so, it's funny because because but but even when i started with you i mean i was like okay i can do this because because yeah. i've already been on enough that i knew the cadence in fact my my main problem is if there's more than two of us the the whole our tendency to trip over each other sometimes when we, we get excited. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where either you have that ability to sp- for public speaking, really, right. or you don't. I, I well, that, that and you're on, you're on the air with me, and I make it easy for you. I make it so easy, don't I? I'm pretty easy <laughs> to work with. <laughs> 
Yeah, as long as the ultra-terrestrials don't interfere, we're okay. Correct, but, uh, yes. Yes, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it really is It, it really is about sort of like the, the ability just to, to be a, an effective public speaker. Um, yeah. And people who are um, who have a problem with that, radio is a, is a difficult thing. Um, so. Yeah, and, I, and you know what? I, I'm going to add another show to that list. I will gladly one day pay for the archives if I have to for... Bill and Nancy Burns Future Theater. They have a great show, so everybody check them out. Oh, cool. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Awesome show. There you go, Nancy. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. But, you know, it, like I was saying earlier, it is tough to, to build a network and uh, to see it uh, come to fruition and all that stuff. And, and, you know, I'm glad to have you on here for the last couple of years, kind of in, in, in the early stages of this thing and uh, moving forward. Uh, tell us about some of the stuff that you, that, you know, you're looking forward to doing on the show or coming up on the new year, because you're not leaving Unraveling the Secrets right away yet. You guys are going to ride out for the rest of this month, right. do a couple of, the couple of shows that are left, uh, and then in January you're going to start off. Uh, who, who do you guys have booked already on there? Well, we have some potentials. I don't want to say anything and put them on the spot because, you know, they haven't, I don't have a firm commitment on a certain date or anything, but we have people that are gotcha. ready to be on. You know, our guest last night on, on Unraveling said he'd be glad to be on. So, you know, I've, there's plenty of good folks out there that are that are real legitimate researchers in, in a variety of fields. And, you know, I've, I've tried to mix it up a little bit. I've On Unraveling, I've had, you know, Tim and I, Tim brings a lot of guests, and a lot of them come from Tim Beckley who Tim right. works with. Uh, a lot of people in ufology, cryptozoology, and even some more esoteric areas but and then i've tried to bring on people who are like survivalist experts um martial arts and self-defense experts uh you know we we tried to mix it up pretty well um you know because it all if it seems like it's important enough to me if it's something that's going to interest me or something that's going to interest him, then we figure it's something that will be of interest to our listeners so we're not going to just you know stick to uh you know somebody who has a has a has a ghost in their toilet or something we don't we don't, you know we don't take that route we, you know we've had a few of those unraveling the secrets i didn't book them <laughs> but, <laughs> i didn't either so don't look at me yeah. have, have you guys approached any of the uh, guests you guys come got coming up in the next uh few weeks here uh to see if uh, they want to come back and you know besides uh the gentleman was on yesterday david weather weatherly yeah great yeah, great I, guest I, by the way but other than him uh, have you guys been reaching out to a lot of other people i've mentioned it but i haven't actually said hey man when can you be on but i will in fact now yeah. that you put that on my page i'm going to have to because they're going to be wanting to be on yeah um, no, david was a really good guest i was surprised uh how good of a guest he was on. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And I'd like to see J.C. Johnson come back. And uh, Yes, he's, uh, yeah. he's awesome. Yeah, a lot, a, lot, a lot of them. I mean, just go look at our archives. And, you know, um, I'd like to get uh, uh, Jason Offutt back if we could and some of these other folks. I mean, we've got all these really good people out there that that write good books, do good research, do research in the field sometimes, um, like Paul Dale Roberts and others. And these, yep. these are all good people who have something – you know, worthwhile to hear something to say that that's worth hearing, and so uh, we'll, we'll try to get as many of them on as we can. And there's plenty more out there, I think, that that we know that we'll we'll keep it going. It'll be good. Good name drop, by the way, Paul Dale Roberts. He's going to join us on the 24th of December on Skywatchers Radio. Good, good. By the way, great yeah, guy. I love Paul Dale's. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. Good researcher too. Is he? I mean, he's really an amazing researcher, man. Like any subject you want to bring up, he's researched it to like to. 
to either he has an answer or he's he sounds like a lunatic talking about it because he knows so much about it. But even if he doesn't have the answer, he'll just know every little nook and cranny of whatever he's researching. He's like one of the most amazing researchers that I've ever talked to. Yeah, he, he does a lot of a lot of research and he does a lot of work in the field. So you know, yeah, he does. Yeah, he he's one of those guys that really goes out there and really does. The real research, not just, yeah, I, I heard a podcast with Art Bell back in 1998, and so now I'm a yeah. ufologist. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, and you know. There's, there's a lot of those out here. A lot. <laughs> there's a lot of that out there, unfortunately. And, and, yeah, I'm in my backyard taking uh, footage of airplanes, and I'm going to pass them off as UFOs on the, on YouTube, and I'm going to call myself a ufologist. Like, he's not that guy. Like this, He's a legit yeah, exactly. person. So. And, and, you know, one thing about it is, too, you know, you have people like Paul who, you know, who's a real researcher. He's He really is, you know, doing the work and, and doing the research and everything. Right. And then you've got people who have Google. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Google and Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, Google and Wikipedia. And, you know, you know, yeah, don't don't get me started. <laughs> but, the, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I – Look, I watch a lot of videos. In fact, I was talking to Nancy uh, yesterday about the day before yesterday, and I kind of shared my screen so you could see like the videos on my computer and stuff. Yeah. And I have a folder in there called the Truth Videos, or Truth Videos, and in there are all my videos on conspiracies, UFOs, paranormal. Like I got hundreds and hundreds of videos in there, which I have all obtained legally, by the way very legal and they're all in there in the hard drive, just uh, taking up space. But they're you know just amazing stuff, and. To me, that doesn't make me a researcher, though. Just watching videos does not make me That's a researcher. Right. Just, right. just makes me a, a person interested in the subject. A researcher is a person who goes out there and does scientific work, uh, who goes onto like places like Roswell and sees it, and tries to see if there's any debris left out there, and does it and goes with a team. And you know, those right. are researchers. You know what or I mean? Even, Stan Freeman's a researcher who's researched other cases right. and gone out there and and found out what happened and interviewed the real people that were there. Those are researchers to me. Well, you know, if you've done in depth in depth research. Right in a variety of disciplines and and uh, history and and science and mythology and all that stuff. That's also valid research. But right. th- there comes a point at which you know reading about it on the internet is not really research. Okay, if you have right. a library of four thousand books and you and you research it there, that's research. Okay, if you and then if you take it further and you go out into the field and you complement what you're doing, you know, with your with your book research. With your field research, then you're really a researcher, right? Um, but yeah, googling what everybody else thinks and what the current popular opinions are on the internet—that's not research at all. No. What, what do you think of, of certain uh, individuals who have created cult-like movements around their so-called, uh, you know, stories? <laughs> you know, and I don't want to name drop too many, but I'll give you one very famous one, just uh, so you can kind of know where I'm going with this. Um, the one armed bandit from Switzerland, Billy oh, Myers. Oh well, look, Billy Myers stuck out there in the middle of nowhere. He's lonely. Yeah, stuck out there was. with cows, you know, <laughs> on, up in the Alps. You know, on a good day, he could hear somebody yodel like six miles away. <laughs> so, you know, he he wanted some he wanted some company. So he thought, you know, I guess people to come out here and hang out with me and make them stay for a little while. I'll tell them there's UFOs coming around. I'll, I'll take these these pie plates I got over here and tape them together, and I'll hang them off the edge of the porch in front of the tree over there, and you know, the rest is history. The rest, rest is history. <laughs> what do you think? What's your general thought on the situation? 
I, I feel bad for the poor actresses on the Dean Martin show who's been passed off as aliens for the last 40 years. That's just, that's depressing to me. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Those poor girls. Well, you know, I think there's also, in addition, here's the thing that we, we on a serious note, you know, whatever the UFO phenomenon uh, really is all about, I think it's actually several different things going on. Mm, it's I agree with that, yeah. several different things that are happening, um, ranging from, uh, of course, military and psyop stuff mm-hmm. to truly non-human stuff, possibly st- beings that are actually from our own planet, maybe right. related to us as a species. There's a lot of different stuff going on. Some of it may be paranormal, you know, and it's all just lumped together. And so I think what happens is you may have something that, that it's so um, – varied in its answers that you, since you can't come to one answer a lot of people just dismiss it all out of hand right and on top of that you also have people who use it for their own purposes whether it's for self-promotion you know to make money off of people whatever it is or they'll use it for uh, psyops purposes you know hmm. like for instance if they're testing a new uh, very advanced aircraft or drone or something right it, which believe me Whatever we know about now, as you know, the military is probably forty years ahead of what you what you know about. So forty, it's probably about a hundred. Yeah, there's no telling. And so yeah, yeah. So it's to the, it's in their best interest that that people who believe in UFOs look like crackpots. It's their, it's in their best interest to kind of put that seed out there every time they can. Oh man, these these crazy UFO people again, and and laugh at them, you know, because that that's way, actually that makes a lot of sense. But you know what? Yeah. Let me stop you real quick. That makes a lot of sense. And one thing that I think is happening a lot is they're promote they're allowing the promotion, or they're even hoping to promote some of the real crackpots yes, who are exactly. hoaxing. Exactly, and those are the ones that are getting major promotions on right. networks and, and all look, kinds of stuff. It's the same thing in cryptozoology. I mean, yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of there's something going on. There are things out there that don't make any sense. Now, some of them may be, like I said, paranormal. Uh, that's completely plausible that it is. You know, whether it's right. in the quantum physics sense of whatever paranormal is, something that's that's you know what we used to think what was superstition could actually have a, a scientific explanation. But at the same time. There's things out there that could be other life forms. Well, look, we find several large mammals every year. Every year, new mammals are found. You know, oh, everybody, right. all the yeah. animals are dying. You know, we find new species every year. But the thing is that there, are, you have this serious field of study where people are really trying to find out what's going on, and then you have these buffoons who come along and they take a monkey suit and they stuff it full of roadkill and put it in their freezer. Hmm. So there, okay, there you go. Okay, cryptozoology's been debunked. There's no such thing as any. You see right. what I'm saying? And yeah, so people yeah. jump on that. And unfortunately, but, that makes like front page news on yeah, the paper. That's, big, that, that's, that's on thing. CNN. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, the big news. Exactly. Yeah. What they don't look at is the deeper, you know, question of what's going on. You have a couple of idiots like those two imbeciles from from Georgia who do this in order to get attention. And by the way. In my opinion, they committed fraud, so there should have been some sort of serious legal repercussion. I don't know if there was or not. but anyway. I don't think there was, which is why I say that they were put there on purpose. They were told to do that by somebody else. I don't we, think that was yeah, we'll, 100% theirs. We'll mention his name. Idea. Yeah, he's, right. they were involved with somebody in the Bigfoot field who, who's been known to hoax things. And uh, mm. um, and uh, he's been sort of uh, in, under investigation for fraud and stuff before. And he was all involved in that whole situation. So, yeah, you have to wonder. I think they made up something, and they contacted him, and he ran with it. And he didn't care if it was true or not. That's basically what I think. But, uh, you know, the thing is, people like that, people who do hoaxes of any kind, 
what they're doing is they're actually contributing to the continuation of ignorance because they're causing the whole field of, in, of inquiry to be ridiculed. Right. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, that's all they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're just, they're, they're basically just like, uh, it's, it's kind of like the, the guy who, the first guy who probably figured out that the, uh, that the earth went around the sun, you know, before uh, Galileo and, and a few other guys did, you know. And, you know, he went and said, hey, hey the earth goes around the sun. And, you know, and, and some religious fanatic, you know, took a shovel to his head. And that was the end of that for the next 300 years. Right. Know? So, so. That's probably how it happened, too. <laughs> exactly. So, you Can't know, have none of that crazy talk. Uh, Kill him. So that's kind of what we have, though, with, with you know, with paranormal and, and anomalous phenomena. We have these people who go out there and, and they do whatever they can to discredit this, this, this line of thought. You know, these, these you know, we can't ask questions like that. Or we, we can't think that way. And look, even people in the fields do it. I mean, you try to talk to a guy in cryptozoology about, you know, some of the paranormal aspects of some Bigfoot accounts or the UFO aspects of some Bigfoot accounts that have been recorded even by state police, okay, hmm. who are on the scene. You, you try to tell them about that and, oh, the, the, that's just, you know, that's crazy. That, or we don't want to talk about that. That's, that's not a legitimate Bigfoot case or, or whatever because it doesn't fit their little, their little paradigm, their little mindset. And, uh, you know, we talked about that last night on the show. And so what they do is right. they, they don't want to hear it. And that's just as close-minded as, as the guy with the shovel. I have to agree 100%, by the way. Uh, it, 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 you know, but unfortunately, I think especially with cryptozoology, they've kind of – there's been so many hoaxes that it's it, – it's kind of hard to really take it seriously for the everyday person. Like, you know, if, if you're an everyday Joe like myself, I consider myself to be the everyday guy. If, you could, if you're an everyday guy like me, what kind of evidence is there in cryptozoology to prove anything, though? I mean, it really. Well, there, there is evidence because what happens is, like, just like in the last few weeks, they, you know, National Geographic funded this thing, and they thought they were going to actually disprove the existence of, of, of Yetis and Bigfoots. And what they ended up finding was that some of, this, some of the samples from the Himalayas are actually an unknown species of bear, which is related to both polar bears and brown bears. And so some, some not all, but some Yeti sightings may be due to this unknown, very large, uh, and sometimes aggressive bear. Well, that's perfectly plausible because, you know, large animals are found regularly uh, new animals, but the thing about it is that that doesn't say that doesn't therefore say okay all yeti sightings are a bear. That just says right. some of them are a bear. Okay, right. See what I'm saying? So yeah, it. The, and and the thing about it is even even the mountain gorilla you know 150 years ago was a myth. It was just like Bigfoot, just like Bigfoot. It didn't exist. There was no such thing. You know these people were crazy. It was a legend of primitive natives in Africa and all this kind of stuff. And until somebody finally killed one and brought it back. And, you know, the giant panda is the same way. The giant panda was a myth until the early early part of the 20th century. It didn't exist until somebody caught one and brought it in. Now, you would figure somebody by now would have shot a Bigfoot yeah. and would have brought him in. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, that's one thing that I would do. I know that we, we actually got into it a little while back on the show when we had somebody. I can't remember his name. But uh, I, I even said, I was like, you know, why haven't somebody just shot the damn thing? If I was out there in the woods yeah. and I see a Bigfoot, I'm shooting him right between the eyes, taking him in front of the cameras, and I'm going to be like, see, there he is. Yeah, there are Give me my who, reward. There are people who claim that. Of course, understand something, too. If somebody had shot a Bigfoot and they are as large, so let's say you're out, you've hiked out into the wilderness to hunt, and you shoot something that's eight feet tall and weighs close to a thousand pounds. How in the hell are you going to get that out of the woods? 
That's a very good point. Also, and, and this comes from somebody that grew up, you know, hunting uh, with my dad. He was a big hunter, and so we hunted all over the place. And, you know, my brother's still a hunter, and he does a lot of hunting. And, you know, believe it or not, we know that there are cougars and bears and big animals in the woods, even coyotes and things of this nature. But you almost never find a carcass. Almost never. And that's because nature quickly, very quickly, eradicates anything that dies. I mean, first the big predators or whatever get their fill and, and the scavengers come in. And by the time they're done, which does not take long, all that's left are a few fragments. And then in no time, those are covered up by brush and dirt and all that kind of stuff. So, right. you know, that that's another thing that, that people – so how come they haven't ever hit one with a car? Or what, well, how many, times, <laughs> how many times have you seen a, a, a bear dead on the side of the road? Almost yeah, never. but you, you got to admit, at some point, somebody's going to at least shoot one and get some DNA samples, maybe cut a hand off, something that could be a tangible evidence. You know what I mean? They could yeah, go into yeah. a courtroom and be like, look, I have a piece of his head. Here's here's a scalp or here's a, an arm. Here's a finger. Uh, here's his penis. I don't care. Any body part, just chop something well, up, put it in a bag, and, and give it to scientists and be like, evidence. Yeah, 100% I mean, I, proof. Look, it may be out there. It may actually be already in somebody's hands. There are people who claim they do have it. You know that. But but the thing is, when somebody finds something, they say, look, this is anomalous. Then everybody, The first thing everybody just instantly says is, um, it's contaminated. It's it's a contaminated sample. How do you know that? You know, were you there? You know, I mean, no matter what they try to do, until they bring one back, dead or alive, nobody's going to believe it exists. Alive would be preferably because uh, it, that would really end the mystery right there if we could bring one live. And don't forget, too, there could be a whole other aspect to this. I mean, yeah, there could, there's several other things that could be going on here. We could have – I mean, I have no doubt that some people are mistaking bears for things. And sometimes oh, yeah. guys are walking around in their ghillie suits. You know what a ghillie suit is, right? It's a big, uh, no. big hairy suit that looks like a bush that hunters Oh, wear. okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So people see things and they they don't understand what they're seeing. But at the same time, there's a certain percentage of any anomalous uh, case phenomena that that are unexplained. And, and you, you gotta you gotta admit, back in the back in the day when Bigfoot became a popular uh, mythology, uh, moonshine was being heavily used in the south and. There was a lot of that going on. A lot of you know people maybe see, were a little see, tipsy on go. the moonshine, and like, they're like, uh, like, like "Big hairy guy, look at that! It's supposed to be a look at his big feet. Let's call him Bigfoot." Well, I tell you, it's like it's like Alan. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's not just the South, man. It's all over the place. <laughs> and moonshine was popular, yeah. whatever. But, he, but 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 the thing is, actually, the Bigfoot name was uh, given to given to it by a a, a bulldozer driver in in uh, Northern California. Who was the first to find the modern era these tracks up in Northern California, and you know, he's the guy that basically really said, "Oh, it's a really big foot. We'll call him Bigfoot." But uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, even even Sasquatch is not. I mean, that's sort of a modern uh, creation of a imagined or corrupted Native American name for this thing. So, you know, it's nothing new. I mean, in the Middle Ages. Uh, in Europe, they had these exact same things, and you can find medieval drawings of them and people fighting them. They call them wood woeses. A wood woes meant man of the woods. So these things have always been around. I, I would suspect that there's some sort of a 
reflection of whatever they are in the fossil record somewhere. Hmm. You know, they're probably related to like Homo erectus or something like that. That, that would just be right. my, my theory. People want to say Gigantopithecus, but that's just too big, in my opinion. Of course, I could be wrong, but you know, it, they, they could always be aliens, and uh, we be. only see yeah. them. They only see them because they transport down here for some uh, ungodly reason. Maybe Earth is like their toilet bowl, and they just come down here to poop and they go back. <laughs> and well, I'll tell you something. And... This is gonna, this is going to date me. You probably never heard of this, but and these. These were some science. There was there was a science fiction series, uh, novels. They really like science fantasy uh, novels that were written back in the seventies, sixties and seventies. And it was called the Gore series, G O R. And the first one was called Tarnsman of Gore. And it's basically about this guy who gets transported to this other planet that's exactly opposite us on the other other side of the sun. He gets abducted by aliens. And he ends up on this other planet, and it's in Earth orbit. It's Earth's twin. It shares hmm. the same orbit, and so we never see it because it's always precisely opposite of us. And so all these abductions of animals and people have been occurring over centuries, and that planet has not been populated with its own versions of what we have here, plus its own weird stuff. And there's an evil race of aliens that are the enemies of the things that run that planet, and they prey on that planet on Earth. And they're basically like Bigfoot. Wouldn't it be crazy if something like that was really going on? Now, who knows? But you, <laughs> but you, but you don't want to uh, read those books, Jackal, because there's a lot of BDS, no. there's a lot of BDSM stuff in those books. That's why I quit Ooh. reading them. I, well, now I really want to read them. <laughs> Mike, uh, we're out of time. Thank you for being on the show here, man. And look forward to uh, January kicking off the Outer Edge here on PSN Radio and hopefully the Dark Matter Radio Network. Um, I know you guys are going to have a show that, uh, this week coming up on Saturday, sun, you know, Saturday night, Sunday morning yep. on Unraveling the Secrets. Uh, who's going to be the guest this week coming up? Not sure yet. We've uh, we've uh, got a couple candidates. We're going to have to see how it all pans out. That's how I like them. Very vague answers and yep. nothing to go with. That's, that works like for that. me. <laughs> That's that's being right there on the outer edge. <laughs> that's where we want to keep it. <laughs> Thanks again for being here. And, and guys, thank you for listening. Uh, tonight, It's uh, I know we were supposed to have Dennis on. I'm going to uh, find out what happened. And then after I yell at him for a little bit, we'll get him back on. Pretty soon he's a good guy. Uh, real quick, though, uh, Mike, before we, uh, we let you go, any uh, links you want to give out to the audience listening in you want to put here on the archive? Anything you want to promote real quick that you just want to sure. drop down there? That'd be great. Yeah, just uh, if people want to, they can go to my website, modamorphic.com, M-O-T-T-I, M-O-R-P-H-I-C, M-O-T-T-I, M-O-R-P-H-I-C, modamorphic.com. And there's a new interview out there uh, about my novels. I have a couple of really funny fantasy novels out, which are for grown-ups pretty much. And those are there's an interview there about that. And uh, there's some book links and to all my different stuff and some art links and things like that to my artwork. So if people want to check that out, they can. Very cool, very cool. And you're now officially a voice inside the jackal's head. Hey, man, I'm kind of that's kind of a scary responsibility, ain't it? Yeah, it is. Freaky I'm going to be stuff. your conscience now. Oh man, you're going to be dressed like the devil or like the uh, angel? I'm going to dress up like a like a like a guy the guy who sells ice cream out of the ice cream truck. That is even scarier than the devil. Holy yeah, crap. So. Guys, we'll be back next week live on Inside the Jackal's Head right here on psn-radio.com and, of course, soflowradio.com also. Next week I have on Mr. Joseph Mara, and we'll have an answer as to what happened with Dennis Crenshaw. Maybe he fell asleep. It's it's, it's happening a lot around here. People just, I don't know what's going on with the water, but people just, they're falling asleep all over the place. I don't know. Uh, for, for example, Pete. Petey, wake up, Pete. We gotta, we gotta go out, Pete. 
Come on, put the music so we can get the heck out of here. Petey, kick in the music. Do not belong here. I think it is your presence here that is disrupting the workings of the time your way. I think you must be removed somehow. I think. 